Welcome to the Nonlinear Library, where we use text-to-speech software to convert the best writing from the rationalist and EA communities into audio. This is DPI's Spiking Network, published by Elsisser on January 4, 2022 on Less Wrong. Update the algorithm performs poorly when applied to data even slightly more complicated than missed. DPI posted an interesting article full of original research self-organized neural networks a simple, natural and efficient way to intelligence. DPI describes his invention as a message in a bottle. Is it real? I don't know yet but I have publicly registered my belief that there exist simple algorithms which are vastly superior to the multilayer perception. DPI's algorithm lit up my heuristics as something worth looking into. DPI's open source code compiles, run and claims one, to perform well on the standard permutation invariant dataset PyMinst. DPI's work is precise enough to be falsifiable. A t-least a wild goose chase gives you some exercise. In the beginning was the command line by Neil Stevenson. This article is my attempt to communicate DPI's theory in my own words. I have applied my own names to many of DPI's ideas. These names are not yet fixed. I may change them. Spiking networks. DPI calls his invention a self-organized neural network, SONN. I prefer to call it a spiking neural network SNN or spiking network for short. In this article, I will use the term spiking network to refer exclusively to DPI's invention. I ignore the fact that other people have been working on SNNs for decades. Most artificial neural networks, and ENs, in use today are based on the multilayer perceptron. The multilayer perceptron is designed to handle continuous data. You can feed discrete data into a multilayer perceptron by embedding it into a vector space. A spiking network works the opposite way. It accepts only binary values. If you want to feed continuous data into a spiking network you need to discretize it into binary values first. DPI buckets mins T's grayscale training data into four shades of gray per pixel. Our system thus has four receptors per pixel. Exactly one receptor activates per pixel per image. Mins T's dataset contains images of handwritten digits. There are 10 digits 0, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. DPI creates 10 groups of neurons. He calls them groups. I will call them columns instead. DPI creates one column of neurons for each digit. DPI's spiking network as presented utilizes no hidden layers. Neurons do not read each other. DPI's 10 columns of neurons are connected directly to the receptors. It may be possible to improve DPI's spiking network by adding hidden layers. We will not do so in this article. DPI's spiking network performs adequately on minced without hidden layers. Each neuron is connected to a few receptors of input data. Each connection between a neuron and a receptor has a weight. When a receptor is on, the weight associated with its connections are added to the potential of its respective neuron. Since receptors are binary, no multiplication is necessary. The potential of a neuron is a non-negative number representing the neuron's internal state. Neuron potentials start at zero. When a neuron's potential passes a threshold value, the neuron spikes and the neuron's potential is reset to zero. Our system counts spikes. To classify a digit, we first pre-process the pixels into receptor activations. We use the receptor activations to determine which weights to add to the neuron potentials. Some of the neurons spike too. We count the spikes in each column. Whichever column has the most spikes is our prediction. Learning. The spiking network learns in two ways. The spiking network can adjust the weights of the active connections. We reinforce a column by adding a fixed value to all of its active connections. We negatively reinforce a column by subtracting a fixed value from all of its active connections. We may, optionally, add a maximum absolute value of each connection beyond which it cannot increase. All connections slowly decay toward zero over time. 
Positive weights go down. Negative weights go up. Connections grow and are pruned. The question to ask is not how to learn, but when. The column representing the true digit is called the true column. All other columns are called false columns. Columnar dominance is a relative measure. We do not care about the absolute spike count of a column. We care about whether the column has more spikes than the highest column. The column and the columns are reinforced according to separate rules. Training the column. Whenever we present a sample, we calculate the difference between the spike count of the column and the maximum spike count of the columns. We call the difference delta. We remember every delta. For the column, if delta is in the top 5% of all those seen so far then we perform a positive reinforcement. Training each column I. Whenever we present a sample, we calculate that the difference between the spike count of our column I and the average spike count of all the columns. We call the difference delta I. We remember every delta I. For each I column, if delta I is in the top 0.66% of those seen before then we perform negative reinforcement. Many variations are possible. The only way to figure out what works best is via experiment. Quantalizers. DPI doesn't actually remember every delta and delta I. That would be expensive. Instead, DPI uses a simple algorithm called a quantalizer. Stand in the street with a vertical measuring stick. Place the mark at the bottom. When somebody passes by, if they are taller than the mark, up the mark one notch. If they are shorter, down the mark one notch. As people pass by, it will go up and down. Think about it where will it converge to? That is correct, most people figure it out it will be the average height of the passers-by. Actually, it is the median height. But for heights, a Gaussian distribution, it is the same. If, instead of moving up one notch per tall person, you move up 19 notches per tall person, but you still move down one notch per short person, then your quantalizer will converge to the top 5% instead of the top 50%. Neuron growth and pruning. The system starts with no connections. Each neuron starts with open slots for connections. When a sample is viewed, a small number of connections with random weights are grown from random receptors to random neurons with open slots. When the absolute value of a weight drops below a minimum threshold, the connection is pruned and its slot opens up. Thanks for listening. To help us out with the nonlinear library or to learn more, please visit nonlinear.org.